Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast. My name is Louie. My name's Preston. We are reporting once again live from the Trap House. What up, y'all? It's Thanksgiving today. It is. Instead of giving thanks, I think that we're all a little tired of being grateful sometimes. Because I am I practice gratitude 364 days out of the year. Right. But today Fuck is the day I'm going to express my negative emotion. It is actually a positive thing to express negative emotions. Even though totally. that almost sounds... Oxymoronic? Like an oxymoron. That's something that we talked about in class, actually, like, just, like, adaptation level as far as, like, like, if you won the lottery, you would be really happy at first because it changed your life. Yeah. But you would get used to it. True. After a certain amount of time. That's, that's, like, how negativity works in, like, a good way. What, balancing you out? There's no good without bad, necessarily. True. In my opinion. And another thing is, like, it's not worth, like, bottling these emotions up like some yeah. people do. I might sound like mild. a hater, but I'm just French. I'm expressive, man. I'm just French. I'm emotional. You're you know so what funny. I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. And, and I'm on the same page, too. It is definitely, in my mind, better to just be honest. This is just a fact. People who curse more are more honest. And I think so. it, there was like a Harvard study that came up with that conclusion. I, I think that's really interesting, but it also makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're holding yourself back less, yeah. you're going to be more honest. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with like just being real. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always look nice, but hey, everybody's got to choose to live their life however they're going to. Sometimes you just need to let that out. Even if it's Being just... able to just yell fuck at the top of your lungs and feel better afterwards is a lot better than just, like, being the most straight-edge person in the world yeah. and, like, bottling that shit up. That's the alternative in my mind. Because you can let that shit bother you if you don't express it. It's just there's no way that everything can just wash over you. Yeah. Like, a lot of people try to practice that, but there's no way absolutely everything can just... Brush off, yeah, you're fine. Sometimes shit's gonna piss you off, but you should just be able to say, well, fuck this, move on with your day. So, yeah, I'm not fucking with anything right now, for real. And fell and fucked up my toenail. Damn. My my big toenail's, like, split right now, and it's fucking nasty. Ooh. And it's painful as shit. I'm not getting much sleep, because I'm waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning every fucking day because of school, and it's finals. I'm just ready for the shit to be over. Mm-hmm. But winter breaks almost among us. Thanksgiving breaks kind of fucking bullshit. It is. It, that's it's like you get to that's come a back just secret. to like either some people are fucking done before Thanksgiving yeah. break, and some people have to come back just do their finals and then they're on break. Finals are like a week after Thanksgiving break. Yep. So when you're not doing like homework explicitly, you're fucking studying and still like doing the shit. Yep. And it sucks. That's something that I liked more about high school that I could really just free ball it in high school. True. I did not give a fuck about anything. Shit like physics that I had a tough time with. I didn't study physics. <laughs> Never. I passed that shit. Good. At least you're honest. So should we just talk about some things that are on our mind? I mean, sure. To be ungrateful about. I besides, can go first. Your, besides your toe. So and besides school, one, school's always a drag. One thing that's been on my mind recently has been the 0-3 Louisville Cardinal basketball team. We kind of talked about this 
at some points on the show. But being a Louisville Cardinals fan is just suffering. It's just suffering. It and it's just been painful and hard to watch. And somehow I'm a glutton for punishment. I just keep just watching. Just can't stop yourself. I can't. It's like a train wreck. You can't keep yourself from watching it. We have a new coach. And we Everyone, were hoping that it'd be good. Yeah, we were hoping that it would make a semi-fast change. We all knew that there would be some hiccups. Yeah, there's no miracle cure. Louisville's lost to its first three real opponents, as it actually counts on the record. We lost against Bellarmine. I was in the Yum Center for that. That was historically the first time ever that Bellarmine has beaten Louisville in an exhibition or a actual game wow. and there have been like 20 games between them like yeah bellerman's been around for a minute and louisville's been around for a minute they always been little brother yeah. and little brother big brother does with five <laughs> slavic looking people just a uh, team of all white people with good fundamentals and they fucking they were fucking collectively like six three and everyone on our team is like seven feet tall just these freakishly long, tall fucking people, and somehow we couldn't stop these little fucking white people from destroying us. They were just unconscious. They never missed a free throw. It felt like they never missed a fucking three-pointer. Damn. They looked like the better team the entire time. That's a rough game, honestly. And it hasn't gotten much better because we've lost both the other games. Also against shitty opponents. Uh, we lost to Wright State, which you've probably never even nope. heard of, and Appalachian State, which you probably <laughs> never have even heard of. <sighs> and every loss... Oh my god. Preston, every loss so far, this makes it even worse, every loss so far has been by one point. And that is not an exaggeration. That, every single game has been lost by one point. That means that U of L is equally bad as those schools that you've never heard of. That's exactly what it means. That's tragic, honestly. But what's crazy about that? They found three different ways to lose a <laughs> by one, one point, point game. Because Bellarmine was up big in the second half. They were up by like ten points. And Louisville made, like, a fake comeback to bring it to a one-point game. And then at the end of the game, just kind of wasted the possession. They wasted the chance that they had to steal the game away. But really, it would have felt like stealing a game because we were losing that entire game from, like, the first, like, two minutes. Wright State was a little bit different because we were actually ahead at some points against them. And just at the end of the game, it was the craziest shit you've ever seen where we had the ball and we were up. We had the lead in the ball and it was like 10 seconds left. And they inbound the ball to L. Ellis and dude from Wright State gets his hands on it and it's a jump ball. And in college, that's the possession arrow. So it just went to Wright State just like that. And then the guy on Wright State gets the ball with like five seconds left and he takes this highly contested, he's got two people on him, just this weird mid-range shot Mm -hmm. on some random shit and it goes in and we fucking lose that game by one point. That's actually insane. And then the third game was a different way to lose a one-point game. 
And because it was the same situation where we had the lead by like one point, they shot a basket. This big dude just got an easy look in the paint. Mm. And going back the other way, it's like, okay, what are the fucking odds that we lose three games by one point? Yeah, What are the odds? We can make one game-winning shot. So L. Ellis gets the ball. And L. Ellis, even though the rest of the team has been fucking terrible, L. Ellis has been forced to do everything for this team. Yeah, carrying it. For the last two games, he got 30 points in each of those. Wow. That's like NBA numbers. Yeah, Because right? most of the time in college, it's like, okay, you got 18 points, you got 20 points. Yeah, so that's no, pretty good. Man's dropping 30 pieces like it's nothing. Damn. So he gets the ball at the end of the game, and he does some crazy acrobatic shit <laughs> where he's fucking spinning around people, literally going around like the three or four right State people that were in the paint, and he gets the layup. And it's like, oh shit, cards win. That's what the announcer said in, like, the, that was the game score. And then they were reviewing it. And it was like, why are they reviewing it? Damn. And they were showing the footage. And Ellis just had the ball, like, on the tips of his fingers as time was expiring. So he was, like, one-tenth of a second from winning the game. And they took it away. That's bullshit. So, the Cardinals are 0-3 right now. This is, like, the... It's cursed. Yeah, It's right? literally, like, jinxed, and there's almost nothing I could even say about it other than that. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing... Maybe it's do. because we were trying to say things were going to be good. Because we tried to call we, it... It's the highly suspicious jinx. Oh, my Where God. we blew it up on itself. Just how we were like, Elon's going to use Twitter, and now he's like, I'm going to burn it to the ground. Hopefully, by by giving negative attention, we're going to reverse the tide. We're going to change that curse. If that's how it works, yes. If we were responsible for it in the first place. True. But yeah, those were supposed to be like the easiest opponents Louisville's going to play all year. <sighs> Damn. Whoever we're playing next is like a ranked team, like a top 10 team. And we might get smacked. Yeah. And there might be nothing that we could do. It might be like slaughter. Yeah, it might be downhill fast. What if. I don't even want to say it, bro. (laughs) But we're looking at the possibility of like a winless team. Oh, God. I mean, it really is seeming like that. that. That would be historic. Three just incredibly shitty games yeah because at this point this is the worst start that they could fucking have possibly this is crushing their spirit i'm sure if as a fan my spirit's being crushed by this these fucking players are just like oh my god we can't catch a break yeah because they were all like like celebrating at the end when they thought Ellis got that shot. That's off. what I was about to say. Just imagine how he feels if he's putting in all that fucking work, thirty points, and and it's for nothing, bro. When they were reviewing it, oh, I felt so like they bad need one other good player, and and then there's a fighting chance. But yeah, this he, man cannot do it by yeah. himself. He just had his head. It, his hands on his head on the sidelines when they were reviewing it. He was like, "Oh my bro, god, that's fucking they're brutal. about to overturn it." That's that's fucking brutal. God oh damn. Oh my god. 
it might be one of those things like Louisville football where yeah, it's where like it's just prove, fucked for a while. Prove to me that you're good and then I'll pick up my investments yep. back then. I, I hear that. That's what I did this season. And you're going to take that, one off? Yeah. Wait until shit seems to be better? Yeah, because when shit, shit was sliding downhill uh, the first part of the season, I was just like, I'm not going to watch this, bro. Yeah. I, I'm just going to... If I do watch I, it, I'm going to do it objectively. As like a really passive fan of U of L, yeah. I will say there have been... We've had great teams. And though even though I'm not a big sports fan, mm-hmm. it'll still grab my attention. I'll be like, sure, I'll go to a game. Yeah. It seems worth it. You know? Yeah. But right now, I, I haven't had any interest in the past two years of going to a game. Yeah. Because it has been rough. It's been really rough. I wouldn't and want to go and see that shit in person. Yeah. It would make me fucking depressed. When it's good, it's great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a fun thing to be able to go to go to a game that you should win, you're expected to win, or regardless, it's going to be a good, a good game, game and we're going to yeah. show out. It's going to Actually be a fight. worth watching. I was telling Caroline this, and I don't know if I tell a lot of people this, but I was a Kentucky fan a while ago, a few years ago. When I was younger, my... Family for my family for whatever reason was Kentucky fans. Even though you know my mom went to Louisville, my dad went to Louisville <laughs> at some point. He did for like his teaching shit. Hella people in my family went to U of L, but we They're were just for some reason Kentucky. I got gotcha. you. The 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 day that that changed was a few years ago, maybe like in like 2016 or something like that. I went to a cards game, and it was against, like, Virginia or something, and Donovan Mitchell was playing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that uh, passionate of a, a fan of anybody back then. With Kentucky, it was always hard for me to follow because it would just be new people every year, no matter what. For sure. UFL does like to keep people around. It's, I think it's because it's, yeah. it's honestly what gives them a good chance. Yeah. Because otherwise, they build just them up. like, that's kind of UFL's move. No matter the sport, either they're like, no, we'll we'll just type this one motherfucker up. Yeah, I like that. That we develop talent. Mm-hmm. I like to think so. Anyways, I hope, I hope, I hope that's what Kenny Payne's doing. Yeah, I hope that this team is getting built up, and they're gonna learn some discipline, and they're gonna find some fight, find that yeah. inner fire. You know, as fruity as that sounds. However, but, it's not looking like that so far. Yeah. Three games in, you'd hope. I still have hope. One more game. One more chance. Otherwise, we're going against out. a top ten team, bro. We might be smacked next game. <laughs> it might be one of those things where we're just terrible this year and we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, and it's next year. This man, Ellis, is going to go to the league. That's what I hope. I hope that... Mm-hmm. Uh, this program doesn't tank him because he's leaving his heart and soul in every game. From the sound of it, yeah. All right, you're being a little too hopeful for me. This is the opposite of what we were trying yeah. to do. Yeah, let's, let's get back to the hater. Basically, game. it sucks right now. That's what matters, Louis. Yeah. Okay. Also on some hater shit, you out there listening to this on Thanksgiving, fuck your family. Fuck Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving The only part about stupid. it that you like is the food. Let's be honest. And even then, that's some shit that you can make all year round. You're just choosing to only make it on one day. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Oh, boy. What a fucking treat. Oh, my God. The fucking turkey. Oh, my God. It's usually dry. You know it. 
Thanksgiving is like one of the worst holidays. Bro. I was telling Nikki this, where it's like, if we're going to choose as a society to be putting up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, let's just fucking get rid of Thanksgiving at that point. Yeah. Just, you know? Just take November off the calendar and, and push it to <laughs> push it another month. Honestly, it's all made up anyway, so why don't we just move this shit into like the middle of the summer where there's no holidays or the middle of like winter where there's yeah. no holidays. That way it's not sandwiched between two superior holidays. I think Thanksgiving should just like merge with uh 4th of July. Because if you think about it, they're not that different. They're really not that different. you usually gather with your family, maybe light off some fireworks. That's usually time for, like, a barbecue. Which, let's be honest, it's better food than the Thanksgiving food. Wait, wait, wait. Barbecued turkey. You could do that. I've actually had a smoked turkey before for Thanksgiving. It was honestly one of the best ones I've ever had. No, I'm glad we're on the same page that we should just move Thanksgiving or get rid of it entirely. I think that what I was saying would make a lot of sense for it to, like, merge with something else. Yeah. Because, like, it really wouldn't be that much of a stretch. It's already some pseudo-patriotic shit. It really is. Nothing. Uh, Lincoln wanted to give people something to unite over after the fucking war, basically. Why do people like Christmas so much? Uh, do they just like shit? They like, do they, they like, like stuff. Shit? They like Cause, things, cause, Louis. Because that's really um, what you're telling me. I like Christmas for the cookies. I do too. And watching Christmas movies. Christmas with my movies parents. are fire. But Thanksgiving movies suck ass. What about Freebird? What about uh no, that's not what that's called. <laughs> What's the damn Thanksgiving movie, Preston? You can't say that in there's not more that. recently there was one where it's like oh my god. I can't, I can't say it because it just sounds so crazy thinking about it, but I think Please it was like a time, it was something with time travel. I think I watched that. I think I remember that. Which is honestly one of the craziest combinations I've ever heard of in my life, time travel and Thanksgiving. And that's Free why birds. I was like... That's what it is. That's it's, what it is? It's the time traveling <laughs> animated movie. It has 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's some hater shit, honestly, because I think I like that. I haven't seen a kids movie that I've liked in a long time. Owen Wilson's in it. Woody Harrelson's in it. Amy Poehler's in it. Stacked cast. You know what another classic Thanksgiving movie is? Hmm. I probably said this last year, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It is. That's like one of the only ones, if not the only one. Oh my god. Horror Thanksgiving movies. That where like the turkey comes back. Thanks killing. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks really... killing. Oh my god. Doesn't that look like a really bad like 80s or 90s movie cover but it says 2007. You know Lord. I, I just thought of something in Paul Blart. Uh huh. That happens on Black Friday and before it Black does. Friday they do like Thanksgiving. They do. Paul Blart is a Thanksgiving movie. That's the best Thanksgiving movie right there. Okay, that's all the Thanksgiving. If Die Hard's a Christmas movie because it's Christmas time, then Paul Blart is a Thanksgiving movie. Paul Blart was like heavily inspired by like Die Hard. It was. So maybe that was the idea. That's actually genius if that was their uh, little Easter egg that no one's cracked until now. Uh, How do you feel about... This is a classic for a lot of people around the holidays. Is like Peanuts movies. They're really good. 
I love the, the I pumpkin love this spray. Part. Uh, can we talk about this image? Yeah. Can we talk about this uh, interesting? I love Charlie Brown. This Iconic interesting character. frame in this Thanksgiving where Franklin, the only black kid, is on the one oh, side of the shit, table, Louis. and everyone else is like sitting as far away as like possible from Franklin. There's not even somebody at the. <laughs> I just like... felt. I just felt like that was important. That's a good point. They even got the dog on the other side. Fucking Snoopy's racist, damn it. Snoopy couldn't even sit with Franklin. Snoopy said no. I would rather sit by you, Charlie, actually. That's probably the worst Peanuts one, the Thanksgiving one. For sure. But it's also like one of the only Thanksgiving ones to watch, so that's why people fucking watch it. Recently there's been like... Winnie the Pooh characters went into public domain or something like that. So they made a Winnie the Pooh inspired horror movie. And it's it looks like trash. That sounds fire. <laughs> I would watch that. Oh my god. Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Oh my god. Can we watch that? It is coming out February 15th, 2023. Mark your calendar. You want to go people. see that in theaters? That'd what be if, hilarious. What if we bought tickets for it right now on opening night? <laughs> Go to the movie theater in our Winnie the Pooh outfit like a Star Wars So it's going to be Winnie the Pooh and Piglet as, as the killers. Oh, they are the killers? Yeah. Look, Piglet's like a boar. What the hell? That's so weird. Bro, it's... That's actually, that, like, kind of That's scary. Funny. I'm scared already, and I'm not even watching. I think we should do that. I think that would be hilarious. Oh, my God. I th- There's also going to be a Peter Pan horror movie from the same people. Oh, my God. Imagine having the ability to produce a movie and just saying, all I'm going to do with this power is make horror movies based off of somebody else's work. Off of some stupid shit. It's kind of shit I live for. That's living life to the max, where you're just like, I can do whatever I want. You can't stop me. You want to do music? Yeah. Are we talking about music that we hate? All right, let's try to think of a song that we do not fuck with. listen to Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. How does that make you feel? So listen, I get it. It's a good love song. I'm not going to hate on the song itself that much. Like, yes, I was saying while we were listening to it, you know, there's some there's some funny bars in there. Biscuits and gravy. Um, I don't know if that's intentionally funny. I, I don't think he did that. Like I people are gonna laugh. Also, at have questions about uh, tongue-tied. Really working the really yeah there. really 
Squeezing it in there, boss. He's an everyday Eminem, the way he plays with pillows. That's what we were saying last episode, right? <laughs> What were we That's... saying about Eminem last episode? <laughs> but, like... Like, I get that it's popular right now. I totally understand why it's popular right now. It's a good love song. But, fuck the radio. It just overplays shit. Because I liked that the first time I heard it. Not something I'm going to listen to every day, but not a bad song. Hearing it literally every fucking time I start the fucking car, it's like they're playing that, and then... Uh, it's, yeah, it's a blue A-H-H remix, David Guetta and Baby Rexa. I know both those people. I liked them in middle school. Really? David Guetta had some hitters. He had some big songs back It's not even day. like it's a Maybe new song, but too. for some reason it's oh, really? blowing up. Yeah, this remix on here says three months ago. Maybe it's like a TikTok thing. Man. I bet it fucking is. That would make so much sense. TikTok and the radio, same fucking page where they're just like, let's overplay this shit as much as fucking possible. Preston, I hate how similar we are because we always have the same takes on shit. But We're just I'm, right, Louie. I'm not too far off on where you are on Bad Habit because I definitely get where you're coming from because, I mean, you're not calling it a trash song. Yeah. But if I, I had to hear why that, it's popular. I don't want to play that song every day, but I do like it. I, I like that song, but if I heard it every fucking day, whether I liked it or not, I would not. I'll put feel this the same in context way. too. It's because the radio station that we leave on, like when, just for for work, just for it to be on, is like because most of the time we're just Bluetooth and our music, is a station that play that does like those uh, let's try to catch your partner cheating bits in the morning. That's so you know weird. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So no. so for context. No, I don't know. So their hosts are super annoying, and it's like the the premise for them doing that, uh, trying to catch your partner cheating is like they'll call uh-huh. them and say that they've won like free roses and ask who to send it to, and they'll catch people sending it to like their side chick, and That's then fucked up. and then their uh. Their like girlfriend will be on the other end, and and it'll be like, what the fuck? And you'll just hear like men try to gaslight women. <laughs> Where I totally li- listen to this one dude be like, uh, this is because you don't pay enough attention to me. And I was like, whatever you gotta tell yourself, dude. Jesus Christ. I hate talk radio so it's, much. It's obnoxious. It's kind of toxic, and it makes sense that that would be the station just playing. Like a TikTok song. Playing Bad Habit. And overplaying over Bad over Habit again. all day. That's so funny that you connect the two things. It makes sense though. Like if you really just make things to talk about because you don't have anything like valid to say. Then of course you, you don't have good taste in music. Like people who aren't conversational in my mind aren't listening to music in the same way as other people. Because think... music is kind of a conversation. <laughs> There are very few songs that play them every day is warranted. Yeah. You know, I don't do that with a lot of shit. A lot of shit that's like older that I've already played a billion times, I don't think to myself, let me play this song every day. Yeah. And 
That was something that we used to make fun of Ben about because he would always fucking... He would always want to play, like, the same song multiple times in a day. Mm-hmm. And we had to create the rule on Ox that <laughs> once you play this shit once, you cannot play it again. Good. Because there's just so much good music out there. True. So there's no reason to, like... But that's what the radio is. They just fucking hammer it They really do. It's, like, insane how much they can just... Like, the I, fact that it is on every time I get in the fucking car seems impossible in my mind. Yeah. That means that they're playing it just back to just back. Just all to the back. fucking time. Just there's, all the There's no time. way that it would happen otherwise. I like the sound of it. I like that it's almost like a throwback yeah. type of sound. But I also did get kind of impatient re-listening to that because... Halfway through the song, it felt like the song should it be It does over. just repeat itself. But you can't surprise a Gemini. Like, okay, <laughs> bro, I, I'm losing interest. I usually listen to it to the point where he says the tongue-tied thing. Yeah. I like that part. Tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. <laughs> you always knew how to wow me. <laughs> See, that is kind of... The, if I'm going to shit on the song... That is kind of the one thing that it I'll is say corny. is I hear this motherfucker like just <laughs> speaking some of the bars and I'm like, he sounds like me. He sounds like literally any fucking schmuck off the street. Just reaching. Just like, like somebody's reading really bad poetry that they didn't write, you know? It does have like that like Tumblr aesthetic almost. It really does. It sounds like, reason. it sounds like, uh, like as a love song, I'll talk about it like that, where it's got like... It's kind of funny, so it's got that lighthearted, lovey feeling. Uh huh. But it also definitely has and some aspects of like, uh, you don't know what to say to your first crush, uh-huh. and so you just look up like bad poetry online, yeah. and are just reading poetry and having no idea. What are you saying, saying? Are you saying that these lyrics are Louis spitting game in like <laughs> middle school, thinking I was hot shit? Is that what you're saying? It about? might be comparable. <laughs> I'm just saying, Steve Lacey has way better songs, yeah. and that's a fact. So it is just like, why is this the song? Caroline's probably in there like, amen. <laughs> she loves to say that. He's not bad. Ugh. That's kind of got all I can rant about it. It was, it's just infuriating. Good. Fuck the radio. That was good. They destroy music. So that almost segues into my next topic. Have you ever heard of Brockhampton? No, I've never. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Well, this was one of my favorite groups when I was a teenager. When they started releasing the Saturation mixtapes, I was like, what was that, 2017? So I was like in like 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And I was loving that shit. I was eating that shit up. And I've been a fan of them for a long time. They finally come to like a conclusion as a group. Like they just released you know, the last music that they're going to put out. They were teasing that this last album was coming out. They were saying that it was a Brockhampton album and all of this shit. Yeah. I stay up for it. No, that's not true. It, it it dropped, like, early. It was supposed to drop yesterday, but it dropped, like, the day before, like, in the morning. Oh, cool. So I woke up for school, and I was like, okay, let me give this uh, a spin. Yeah. And I was I, fucking excited man, about it. Waking up to like new music that you're waiting for. There's no feeling feel. like that in the world. I turned it on 
And, you know, there's like a million motherfucking vocalists on Brockhampton. Yeah. And I turn on this album. Kevin Abstract has the entire first song. Wow. And then the next song, it's exactly the same. And the next song... I'm starting to think, okay, I'm starting to sense a pattern. And then I start skipping around a little bit. Yeah. It's just a Kevin Abstract solo album. So they were they were raising all this anticipation saying that it was about to be the last Brockhampton album and it was advertised. That as would that. be whack. And so I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed in the morning because I was like, I've been led astray. That's you were what lied it felt to. Like. And and there was one lyric where he was saying like he was doing it for to basically meet like their contractual obligation with the label that mm. and in the album he talks a bunch about like you know where things went astray yeah so he's laying out all this drama and bullshit I was about to say, does that the, does it sound members. like an excuse to you, or does it sound like some real shit that happens? I think it's kind of some bullshit. I think it's kind of, you know... It just felt a little dishonest yeah. to me that, you know, he was just trying to spin a narrative almost, but it would have been more commendable if he was just like, okay, we're, we're just going our separate ways, and that's okay. It yeah. didn't have to be all this extra shit. And also some extra shit was they were saying that their last album wasn't very good because of the label because they were forcing them to make, like, label songs. And they even, like, named one of the songs that they just claimed that, or he claims that they just didn't even want to make. And that puts a sour taste in my mouth because they were independent for a long time. Like, Saturation 1, 2, and 3... Yeah. All of them were produced independently, like in-house. They did the merch. They did. They had a monopoly on everything that they were fucking doing. And they were getting a lot of traction around it. And they were having some, like, you know, bigger songs at the end of that. And then after that, they decided to sign to a music label, kind of abandoning the shit that they were talking about, how they wanted to make independent music. It was something that they were very proud of. Like, Kevin said back then, you know, I do this shit because I like making shit and owning shit and yeah. selling it. Like, that shit was so cool to me. I I don't fuck with labels at all. And this isn't defending the labels or anything. But it did feel like, what did you expect? Huh. You, right? You, do you want me to feel pity for you? Because you were because an you, idiot and you thought that you were going to get yeah. to continue to do what you want with a label? Yeah. If you were I, doing fine... Isn't that just naive? Self-produce? It really is. Honestly, if you were doing fine self-producing, like, I don't know what you were expecting to get out of a label. I put something on Reddit about it, kind of complaining about that. Yeah. And people were just kind of saying, like, if a label gave you offered you millions of dollars to make music you would take that and i was like not i understand if you love that. making music yeah. though i understand that i can't say that i wouldn't do that because i might do that depends on the money but and the label kevin had a line like he said i wish i knew that the label deal would change everything and it was yeah. like one you're just blaming everything on the label which that's is what it sounds stupid. like to me too and you're also you know lying you didn't know that the label deal would change anything? Doesn't that just sound like bullshit? It does. 
when you've been talking about, if you brag about being independent, unless you just didn't believe the things you were saying, you knew what the fuck a label does. I mean, everybody knows what labels Everyone should know. And especially in the industry, like they do take advantage of some artists, like they get a lot of like, you know, young stars that they like court and try to like make into, you know, what they want kind of thing. This wasn't that. Yeah, that's this a was totally a different scenario. This was a already bubbling up, already successful in yeah. doing this shit. But on the bright side, they did release another album. Yeah, like right after that album, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna drop a real album with everybody on it." That wasn't like a new album, but what it was, it was a bunch of shit that they had never released mm. from like twenty eighteen. I would guess. So it was just a bunch of shit from the vault. So it didn't feel as much like a last album. It wasn't like a bunch just, of... Just uh, here's something for you. Yeah, here's one last. But on the bright side, like some people I feel like might not appreciate that. But that's my favorite era when they were making music, like 2017, 2018. I think so, there was a lot of good music around that time. So for them to release that of old songs i almost like that better than if they just like made new shit yeah because it's actually shit that you're you're gonna like i feel like that's kind of like if if eminem said he wanted to retire like i would want him to put out some shit from like 2000 awesome that he had absolutely awesome i wouldn't want him to you know some do new shit yeah we, we've already covered that we don't want to hear anything about Eminem's new shit. I think that's a solid move, too, honestly. What? As like a, alright, I'm 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 getting out of the game, here's everything that yeah. I didn't drop. Would be kind of solid, especially since there's no repercussions if it's some like weirder shit that you weren't comfortable releasing before. Because totally. what are you going to do, not listen to me anymore? Well, we're not even doing music anymore, exactly. so we don't give a fuck about that. That's, that's very true. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what... They were saying that it was some shit that they released to the world that, you know, they felt like they still needed to type of thing. Interesting. So, I really like that. I like that a lot better than Kevin's solo. And I might like that other one more after I revisit it because, you know, when your expectations are just subverted like that, like, that kind of distorts it. When you're expecting, like, an actual... But I got what I wanted, basically, at the end of the day. Nice. So I try to be somewhat positive, even though I'm being negative. <laughs> and I know that was just some hater shit. It's but, a balance. Constant balance. But yeah, I'm excited to see all the solo music that they're making. Because I feel like every person in that group could have a good solo career. So yeah, then we might have even more music where it's like, damn, we get seven albums instead of one or two yeah for sure know. that'd be crazy i do feel we, we've said this before too on the pod where we're like we kind of want something to come in and shake up the music industry yeah because it does feel kind of stagnant right now which is just sad yeah when you're just holding out for so long for a great album i think that music's getting kind of fucked up right now and i think that probably everyone would disagree with me that uh that music's not getting worse or whatever. I just feel like we're kind of in a low point as yeah. far as like 
popular mainstream whatever. For the past few years, all mainstream music has sounded the same to me. So, realistically, it's like, I do think most people don't have the best taste. So it is kind of just one of those things where nobody's controlling it. It's just the court of public opinion. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. But another part of it is definitely, like, the people who are in charge of those sort of decisions by being in positions to actually, like, blow an artist up are all just too scared to fucking go out on a, like, limb and pick somebody different. Put some, yeah, you know, It's one of those things where it's, like, in their mind, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Just keep doing what's been making them money. Yeah, for the most part, that's kind of how it's been. I feel like the timeline of music recently, like, 2016 was, like, the start of, like, you know, like, that new trap sound. (laughs) Yeah. And since then, you know, it really hasn't changed much, so because of that, a lot of those artists are just kind of fading out. You can only do the same thing so many times. Oh, yeah. Outside of a few exceptions. Because people, yeah, a lot of people, I won't say names, but... (laughs) But, like, in the past couple of years, it's been like, okay, doesn't feel like anyone's really coming out. Nah. Baby Keem's probably one the, of the best one yeah, a lot of artists. people can think of. But, I mean, that's just one guy. It used to it be, really like, is. in 2016, it was like, damn, all these new people. It coming out every from week, nowhere. Every week, it was some new people, because it would be Uzi and 21 Savage, and then you would blink your eyes, and it would be like xxx yeah and then you would blink your eyes again it would be like you know there was just new shit on soundcloud like every time you'd fucking i was about to say i had i heard somebody shitting on soundcloud a little while ago and i was like what are you talking about where they soundcloud's soundcloud's great were they like uh younger yeah so they might not have got it when true true that might be some old head shit now because it, it would make sense if That'd be funny. SoundCloud is stale now because it's just really not like... Well, like we said, there's nobody coming in and doing anything different. It's the reality. And it's affecting, like, all music. I think one of the uh, glowing exceptions of that is uh, this label, Griselda. And I've kind of talked about them sub on this show before. But it's just a loaded roster. And they're really bringing that grimy like new york kind of boom back that's style cool back i like and they're that. they're like reinventing it too they're like bringing their own style to it it's really interesting hearing like west side gun talk about it because yeah. he's like the the visionary or whatever behind it but he says that they're like the bridge from the underground to like the mainstream that's cool because he he's putting a bunch of like I think smaller, that's what a label should be, honestly. Yeah, he's putting a bunch of like smaller artists like Stove God Cooks on songs with like ASAP Rocky and you know he had a bunch of crazy features on his last album because he had like uh, Run the Jewels on there, which was crazy. He had uh, Ghostface and Raekwon on a wow. song together, which is really cool. That is really cool. I really like where they're coming from because they're they're just in it for the art. Yeah. They're, they're like Top Dog was a few years ago where they're just like, okay, if if this isn't mainstream, it's whatever. True. You know, it doesn't matter if we don't sell. It's just for 
that sound. Yeah. Because it's really, if you think about it, they turn it into like a luxury product almost because sure, they're not getting the same streaming numbers as like some of these other people making like, you know, decent shit. Yeah. But they make a ton of money on like vinyl sales because their audience (laughs) is a lot of like hip hop heads. Vinyls are expensive. That's real. Think about the profit margin on a fucking vinyl. That shit probably doesn't cost shit to make and it fucking costs. It's it's, in my mind it's like fucking plastic, you know? It is like fucking plastic. Vinyl plastic into like collectible LPs. But yeah, I just think I think we with the internet people need to realize that you can do some different shit and some weird shit and you can we said that very successful. Very clearly on the last episode talking about uh, geriatric rap. That shit was awesome. Where it's like it's found its audience very quickly because the internet is kind of crazy place. People need to utilize the internet more. I don't know why people utilize the internet to just kind of do the same thing because mm-hmm. you could utilize the internet to do anything, but instead people go with the safest thing because they they're thinking that's how globally, it works. But really, it is just about can, like anybody can see what you've done. And there are bound to be other people who are, like, into it. But, yeah, if you make just quality shit and mm-hmm. really connect with your fans, then your fans are more likely to be like, sure, I have a hundred fucking dollars to spend on a vinyl that I don't need. Yeah. You know, just to support the music. Yeah. That's what it does. I'm not a vinyl person, but, you know, I like to buy albums and shit like that. I like to yeah. actually, actually support. support. Yeah. Instead of just streaming. Concert tickets, merch. Yeah. I don't buy a lot of merch because... Merch can be really expensive. Yeah. Really fucking expensive. But sometimes I do go to a show and plan to buy at least one bit of merch. What I hate at music festivals, there's always like one table for like merch. And then there's... That's how it is at Forecastle. Yeah. And there's just a line that goes like a mile back and it's just like, bruh, I'm not standing in that. Or like posters. Some people are yeah. crazy for posters. Yeah. Like, you gotta get there early for a poster. Because they'll be fucking gone. Yeah. I've seen those people. They're deranged. Motherfuckers are different, because then you're gonna be walking around moshing with a fucking poster for the rest of the day. No, because those are the people that bring, like, a plastic tube to put it in to keep it safe. I You know exactly who I'm talking about. I brought this tube from home. (laughs) No way. It's... You're painting, like, the most... Cope poster crazed people on the fucking face of the planet. When I went to uh, my morning jackets show, I saw a sort of nerdy dude with glasses who had his own like plastic container for his poster that he was buying. And I watched his soul get crushed because they were out by the time he got up there. He said, Oh, poor guy. Nah. I'm glad that he didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. Humbled just a little bit more. All right. Fuck your weird fucking uncle who's at Thanksgiving. I know we all have him. Fuck whatever racist relative you got there. Uh, he might want to bring up Pizzagate again, but you won't let him because you're Do good, not let him. You're an informed reader, okay? And as always, link in bio, like, comment, share. You know people. I know you know at least one person. It All it takes is to force them to listen to this. Tell your grandmother. Yeah, get your family in on this shit. This is a family show. I'm good with old people.